It's time for our Trees Are Key podcast, brought to you by Texas A&M Forest Service. I'm Paul Johnson, coordinator of our Urban and Community Forestry Program. Welcome to episode 305. Last week, we explored keys to winter damage, and this week, we're going to delay our planned topic another week so we can discuss why patience is key. As I'm sure you can imagine, we are fielding many, many questions about cleaning up after the winter storm. Here we are a week later, and temps have soared from single digits last week to 80s this week. Everyone has gotten out of the house, and I hear chainsaws running everywhere I go. All of my commercial colleagues are also very busy. You most likely can wait to work with the tree care professional you have a relationship with. Don't let just anyone touch your trees. This is a very vulnerable time for the trees. People get scared, and it's easy to influence them and get them to pay for work that isn't needed. Please go back and listen to Episode 2, Keys to Hiring a Pro, and don't let anyone work on your trees that isn't properly insured. You don't want to compound the damage by gambling that they won't get hurt just to save a few dollars. This episode is all about being patient, slowing down. We've got to be patient in how we react and respond to tree damage after a freeze, either as a tree owner or as a tree care professional. As we mentioned last week, you need to be able to triage after an event like this. Inspect your trees and landscape. Assess risk of trees that were damaged by ice and snow. Mitigate those higher risk issues. And start to monitor your trees and plants for freeze damage. You don't need to act immediately because the leaves on your live oaks or Mexican white oaks look bad. I know you want to do what's best for your trees. I understand. I've seen advice on Facebook forums and across the internet suggesting that everyone fertilize their trees. Listen to episode 30, Keys to Proper Fertilization. Fertilizer will only help your trees if there's a deficiency. Just because they were stressed by cold or damaged by snow doesn't mean you should feed them. You can't. Trees feed themselves. Take the time and test your soil to see if you need to fertilize. I've also seen and heard recommendations to cut off all of the dead tissue as quickly as possible. Why? Actually, we don't know that we're out of winter weather yet, and that existing dead material could act as extra insulation if we get more cold weather. Don't get in a hurry to cut back your crepe myrtles or any of your other trees. Once our trees leaf out, we'll have a better idea of how extensive the damage is and what we need to respond to and recover from. For those of you that work and consult professionally, I know it's tempting to tell everyone the truth, but you can't really help with the freeze damage assessment right now. You might consider scheduling an initial consultation right now to start the monitoring process. You should charge for this. I don't want that potential customer to move on to the next name on their list just because you gave them good advice. But they want to do something now. Make sure you price it appropriately, but don't miss this opportunity. Let's look back at a section from last week's podcast. This would be an extremely legit initial consultation visit and give you a reason to come back at least one more time. 
from last week's episode, quote, monitoring your trees, episode 85, is going to be vital. Schedule a regular inspection of your trees and landscape to assess the recovery process. This would be a great time to listen to episode 167, Photos Are Key, and establish a couple of monitoring positions to take photos and track visible changes over time. We are likely to lose many, if not most, of our palm trees, citrus, and subtropical species. We'll talk about replacements in the future, but this isn't a reason to give up on more tropical species. Remember, it's been decades since we've seen weather like this. It is a good reminder not to depend too heavily on marginal species. As we often say, diversity is key. Episode 95. End quote. I know, I know, it's tough to get people that are motivated to slow down, but it's the best option. It would be a shame to prune too much right now and remove tissue that doesn't need to be removed. This would increase the amount of energy the tree would need to invest to recover and reduce this year's photosynthetic area that generates that energy. We also don't want to charge our customers to prune trees now and then to have to come back and prune them again because we didn't remove all of the damaged material. It's just better to be patient and do the work once we can truly assess the extent of the damage. Sometimes it can help to direct the customer on what they really should do to help their trees now. Proper irrigation and mulching. I know we were covered by ice and snow, but the actual water content was relatively low in many areas. It sounds like the winter weather may not have had as much of an impact on our drought outlook as we had hoped. Proper mulch is one of the best things you can do for your trees no matter what, and this is a great way to redirect everyone's desire to act. Which species do you see that have the most mechanical damage, i.e. breakage, and which are you the most concerned about freeze damage-wise? How have you been able to convince customers to take a breath, slow down, and be patient? Let us know on facebook.com slash treesarekey or at treevangelist on Twitter. It's time for our Tree of the Week Species Spotlight. This week's tree comes from our Texas Tree ID website, texastreeid.tamu.edu. Crepe Myrtle, Lagostromia indica. There is controversy around this species. From how to spell the name, is it one word, crepe myrtle, or two words, crepe space myrtle? Is crepe spelled with an A and E, or two E's? Some people question if we should continue to plant them. Then there is how do you prune them, properly like other woody trees, or top them, which is referred to as crepe myrtle. Perhaps the most common small landscape tree or large shrub planted in Texas, crepe myrtle is a deciduous, non-native tree, which is usually multi-trunked with smooth, muscular limbs. It grows to at least 20 to 40 feet tall and 15 feet wide, with mature trunks typically ranging from 4 to 12 inches in diameter. But we saw a few in San Antonio a couple of weeks ago that were at least 2 feet in diameter. They're native to China and Korea, but perform well as a landscape tree across most of Texas. It tolerates a wide range of site conditions, including drought and slightly alkaline soils. Their leaf is simple, alternate, one and a half to three inches long, oval to oblong, thin, blunt-tipped, without teeth along the leaf edge. Some cultivars turn beautiful reds to oranges in the fall. 
They are grown for their showy flowers. Spikes of white, pink, red, or purple flowers appear throughout the summer, each made up of petals that resemble crepe paper, and most are not fragrant. The flowers grow on new growth. An upright spike of round, half-inch diameter green fruits develop in late summer, drying to brown spherical capsules that open to release the winged seeds, which are up to a quarter inch long. Bark is smooth, muscular, in irregular patches ranging from tan to chocolate-colored, peeling during the growing season into long, thin strips that fall away to reveal new bark underneath. Their wood is hard, dense, light-colored, no commercial uses. Major economic value is in the nursery trade, and many cultivars are available. Common pests include aphids, powdery mildew, and the new crepe myrtle bark scale. Don't let the likely mortality that we'll see from this recent event keep you from using this well-adapted species. We may not see temps like this again for another hundred years, or it could happen several times in the near future. Don't forget to use our Texas Tree Selector website to find great tree species to plant in your area. That's texastreeplanting.tamu.edu. Upcoming tree events. Unfortunately, most in-person events are still on hold at this point. We at Texas A&M Forest Service are still on the job. We're doing our best to keep it business as usual. Let us know what we can do to help. Need CEUs? Keep your eyes open for the various webinars from the likes of Tree Fund to keep current and be ready when it's time to renew your credentials. We'll let you know when in-person events come back online. Pun intended. Quick update. You can now find Trees Are Key on Spotify. Okay, I mean it this time. Join us next week to learn why questions are key. If I had an hour to solve a problem and my life depended on the solution, I would spend the first 55 minutes determining the proper question to ask, for once I know the proper question, I could solve the problem in less than five minutes. Albert Einstein Join us next week as we talk about how and why questions are key. Thanks for listening. Our agency website is tfsweb.tamu.edu. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Treevangelist and on Facebook.com slash TreesAreKey. Please take a moment and share us with your family and friends and rate and review us on iTunes. It'll help others find us. Until next week on Trees Are Key.